Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Uh oh, we late with the music. Welcome to the war room. We got Kev, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours showing you the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers, B. Austin, Jimmy the Blueprint. Two Bowl 57 has passed. (laughs) Our squad has also passed. Our squad didn't win. But uh, congratulations to the champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're going to recap it and tell you why it went the way it went. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your bros in the war room, the greatest man cave, <clears throat> excuse me, in the history of the world. Episode 667 starts now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Yo, we lost another hip-hop titan this week. Rest in power to Trugoid the the Dug, a.k.a. Dave, a.k.a. Plug 2 from De La Soul. Another one, man. What's going on here? Yo, we're not old enough for these people to be dying. What's up? Yo. It's crazy. I saw something. I forgot all the groups that said. Um, one of y'all might have posted it in the chat. It's like we've lost a member of I'm uh, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, who else? Um, and it was a lot of yeah, groups on there. Run DMC. Tribe Called Quest, Run DMC. Um, what other group is it? It's a bunch of groups, bro. Like pretty yeah. much every hip-hop group. Every, every old school hip hop group, we've lost a member of. Uh, That's and it's, it's, it's crazy, man. De La Soul is one of those hip hop purists type type groups. Like the, the the fans of De La Soul are 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 fans of hip hop. Y'all y'all know what I'm talking about when I say that because a well, lot of times about when we all time groups, even against the name doesn't De La even Soul. come up. What'd you say? I said De La Soul, like all the uh, quote-unquote conscious rappers, but also the gangster rappers. Everybody loves De La, yo. It's like right. they're one of the groups that everybody – it's like them and Tribe. Everybody loves both of them. <laughs> Your favorite rapper's favorite rapper <laughs> type type group. Um, De La used to get the girls that smell like cocoa butter at their show. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, rest in power. Real nappy the... dugout. Yeah. It's crazy, though. But, yo, before we get started, man, we just got to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can still check out archive sh- uh, episodes of our show, The War Room, 
and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, we're pretty much on all of them, so there's never an excuse to miss an episode of our show, Tissue in the Tape. Shout out to, to Davis Backwards, Tissue in the Tape, the only Kansas City Chiefs fan on the network. Um, also, shout out to Casey Mack. Um, actually, Casey Mack counts as being on the network. He's the right uh, for War Room Sports, so shout out to both of those brothers. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs fans, um, Cowboys fan. Yeah, he he's he's a half he's a half and half. <laughs> he counts he counts as both. He counts as a writer and a fan. He's a Kansas he City a, native <laughs> who moved to Dallas and reps both teams. Shout to Casey Mack. He's he's in the chat right now. So shout to Casey Mack. I see you in the chat. <laughs> shout right out Casey Mack. Casey Mack. I'm from Philly. If I moved to heaven. I'm still rooting for the Eagles, my dog. Um, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> if we play, if the Eagles play the Angels, I'm rooting for the Eagles. All right, but um, yeah, make sure y'all no, check out all the shows though, on that I, network, I do got a question, though, for Casey Mack. I know you're listening. If the, if the Chiefs play the Cowboys, who you root for when the Chiefs play the Cowboys? Mm. Mm. Best of both worlds. He's like, all right, I just want a good game. <laughs> I just want a good game. Casey Mack. Whoever wins. If it dies, he dies. Um, I don't know, man, but let's, let's get right into like, it, man. He like, I guess he like Donna Kelsey when they play. He's going to have on the, the different sneaks, the different she – was, she was the star of the show, star of the whole show Chief. last he week. He said the Chief. Chief. He said Chief. He going with hometown over current town. I feel you. He's going with the champion. Um, He's going with the champion. I ain't mad at him. Right, right. The commandos will never, ever, ever – get my, you know what I mean, unless they needed to win to, to help us do something. It's the only time I root for the commandos. Um, but let's get into these hot topics, What you say? I can't even root for the commanders or the cowboys when it benefits the Eagles. I just can't bring myself to do it, man. <laughs> I'd rather see them lose than us win sometimes. Yeah, I know that. What if the, but, but what if the what if the Commandos or the Cowboys got to win a game to get us into the playoffs? We'd be all right. We'd do it next year. <laughs> what if it was a season where we were Super Bowl favorites? Somebody important got injured, so we dropped a few games, and we needed this game. And that person is back, healthy, and we needed this to get into the playoffs. I hope he don't age until next season. He'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there ain't no more scenarios <laughs> other than that. All right, so Hot Topics are brought to you by MyBookie. War Room family, you know what time it is. Time for you to make some money sports betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie, then I guess, you know, you didn't win no money from the Super Bowl unless you, you know, was traders and you did it somewhere else. Either way, it's time to stop wasting time, place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players including your boy Jadakus, placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuse when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages a little bit after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag. Play, win, get paid. That's, that's about it. All right, so, man, Super Bowl 57 recap, man. I haven't – 
Uh, I, I haven't really talked about this game with anybody all week. Like, as soon as the clock hit zero, <laughs> I got up, you know, cleaned up the crib, didn't see I, – I didn't even see Andy and them get their trophy and make a speech. Like, I was done with the Super Bowl. I was salty. I was, I was done with the Super Bowl. I haven't watched anything all week. I haven't listened to anything all week. I figure, you know, we rap about this on Thursday, and then I'm done with it again. But why did this game go down the way that it went down? It was a, it was a great game, especially if you were someone – um, who didn't have a dog in the fight, then you were you should have been highly entertained. Um, I even heard the people who didn't have a dog a fight dog in the fight complain about the holding call on Bradbury that pretty much effectively nope. ended the game because nope, they were that. saying we had a game this good and it was about to you know the Eagles had made the stop they would have forced uh, Kansas City to kick a field goal they would have gone up three Eagles would have had almost two minutes left and two timeouts. Jalen Hurts could have made his his he could have became a legend um that particular night. Either way, Boy, the fans who didn't listen. have a dog in the fight felt like they were cheated out of a great ending to what listen. was a great game. No, no, we're not gonna do that. We we're not gonna do that. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. Listen. Hundred, no, not a hundred. Eighty-seven percent of that falls squarely on the shoulders of the Eagles' defense. Patrick Mahomes got the ball five times in the second half. He scored, scored four. Five. Oh, he yeah. scored four. He scored four times, which means defense. You could have played like the shit that you were, and got at least one stop, just one stop, and we win that game. It didn't have anything to do with the holding call. Well, the holding call was the holding call, but we lost that game defensively a long time before. We but I don't think people the biggest at game that point in the though. world to play like shite. That was their worst game all season, and it was the Super Bowl. Go ahead, G. No, what I was saying is I don't think that with Devin, what the people were saying is that you blame the game on that. It's just that that situation we kind of got robbed of you know, more drama, basically more drama, because <clears throat> that's what it would have been. It would have been more drama, him getting the ball with the opportunity to either sell out or drive the team down, get a tying field goal or game winning touchdown. It's kind of like, you know, I, I you, can't, you, can, you, can, you can never, you can never blame the game on one play. You just can't. The call, was questionable on two, the call was questionable on two levels. Number one, it was, you know, it was a little touch, like, come on, you, we don't call that. I get it. I get it. I'm not mad at their sentiment. But he as, didn't, a, as like, a knowledge, he didn't turn him around or I anything like we that. Lose it. We didn't lose it on that play. The call was questionable there. The call was also also questionable in the fact that Juju Smith Schuster, throughout his career, has learned to eat Twinkies to a point where he's a donut away from being a tight end. And his speed, we're about the same speed, and neither one of us was catching up to that ball, whether he was held or not. So the ball in my opinion, was kind of close to being uncatchable, whether he was impeded or not. Ball's mm-hmm. not fast enough to catch up to where that ball was thrown. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. so, so that I think that's what it is. But I don't think anyone's blaming the game on that per, per se because, I mean, you named all the reasons why, right? And, and shout out to the boy on TikTok who broke down the game film from the Jaguars game 
I don't remember his name, but I don't, you know, I want to make sure I cite it because, you know, he was the first person I saw who broke down the Jaguars game and showed how Andy Reid took components of that game and just f the Eagles up with it. So no, I mean, to answer Andy your question, Jeff, motion destroyed your question, our secondary. Yeah, but he he stole that. He stole that right from his protege. So, um. You know, to answer your question, Dev, I think that they got out coached, which was wild because you know, Sirianni was drawn to the – yo, when your quarterback got to tell you to chill, something wrong, yo. He was flipping the bird to the other team, like – and Jalen Hurts was like, yo, you messing my brand up. But um, he was wilding. Um, but they got they got out coached. Um, which, which I did crazy. Like, it's not like I necessarily didn't expect that. I mean, this is Andy Reid. I mean, yeah, you got to expect that. Now, listen, Andy yeah, Reid is Andy Reed at the table of God. Andy Reid at the table of God. Let's just say what it is. Right. He's at the table of God, dog. Um, outside of his own work, his tree is insane. So it's like he's at the table of God. Um, so we expect that, but it's just a tale of two halves. That first half, I was sitting there like, yo, if not for that fumble, Eagles would have been smacking these dudes. Like, this is a tale of two halves. There's a lot of Eagles fans sore over the 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 non-call at the end. I mean that. I mean at the call at the end. But I mean that call came after they were driving the ball down the field again. So you know they still would have yeah. gotten points off of that. So we don't really know how the game would have turned out after that. You know that fumble was the pivotal moment of the game. Obviously in the second half. And obviously, period, you go into a game with the Chiefs, their offense is already enough for any defense to handle. You give them points with their defense and then damn near more points return or whatever the hell, like, you're digging yourself a hole because you already, you know, in the second half, you're having trouble stopping this team. With that fumble, the Eagles were moving the ball again. So it's safe to say they might have gotten to the end zone again. That was the second quarter. Y'all know what the Eagles do to teams in the second quarter. So let's say they do score a touchdown in, on that particular drive. That's 21-7 to 7 right there. Let's say they don't score a touchdown on that particular drive. And they get three. You know what I'm saying? That's, uh, what's that, 17-7 yeah. to 7 at the time. After the fumble, mm-hmm. the Eagles get the ball back, drive back down the field again. And, yeah, and, they do. and score a touchdown. So it's like... Yo, the Eagles could have been, and we're just doing numbers, we're doing what us, we're doing hypotheticals. There was a possibility of the Eagles being up either 24 or 28 to 7 at halftime. They do that. I know what the Chiefs are offensively. I don't give a shit. That game is over. But that Yo, swing, no, that's you, you know, the thing is, though. But I don't, I don't Jalen played a great game. It's not like we're like blaming Jalen, but that fumble was just yeah. so. But that, that's, mind, what make, that's what makes him Jalen. And he had a moment of cowardice, but he looked down the gun barrel <laughs> all game long. He, he looked down the for, gun barrel. For those that don't know, long. B. Austin thinks fumbling in any manner is cowardice. So it's not personal. Yeah, it's cowardice. Man. But but it's so, but what I would say is this though, man. It's, this, this was a great tight end. Ball, like Crumpler died and held on to the ball, man. Ain't no excuse. Yeah, this is this is what, this is what makes football such a beautiful and, and crazy sport. Um, and that that's American football because it's truly, you know, the the cliche is it's a game of inches. But to play an entire season at that level and to make that one mistake, which you know could cost your team the championship, is crazy. But that's why every possession counts. Everything matters because, yo. 
I've never seen a game where like momentum. It's like it's watching like watching momentum in a WWE match. Like the momentum was so real. It was like Eagles had momentum, Chiefs got momentum, and it's like the, the momentum is almost you can almost like feel it. It's it's absolutely insane. But um, every every drive matters, bro. Every especially when you're playing someone like Patrick Mahomes, like. I could only imagine being on the defense when you got like dude down in third and whatever, and he just like finds a way to throw a ball falling or breaks out and breaks the run and gets the first down. It's like it's got to be like I don't even know how it feels. It's got to be like it's got to be very irritating, yo. And me and B Austin said, and it still came true. We said that the fat boys up front win the um, games, and the fat boys up front won this game. It just wasn't the Eagles fat boys. The Chiefs' yo. offensive line balled out. They they had their Baseball. best game. At the same time, yo, the where, line yo, where was the sun? The Chiefs O line went crazy. Where was the sun? They did, but, yo, but I think that's crazy. a I think that's a component of the game even before the game that a lot of people were ignoring. Everybody was so hype about the Eagles defensive line putting up as many sacks as they did during the season that they kept completely ignoring the fact that the Chiefs, um, you know, with the pro football focused rankings. They were, like, ranked number one as far as pass protection was concerned. So people should have known that they were going to be in for a battle, but I I I don't think anybody thought even the people who had that in mind didn't think that they were just going to totally shut them down. They totally shut them down. And any time, the few times that they did get a little bit of pressure, they couldn't get the dude on the ground. (laughs) Yo, I respect respect the heck out of my little Afro-Dominican brother. Uh, from the motherland, stopped off in the Caribbean, Isaiah Pacheco, I respect him, but he ain't that good, yo. Yo, he he daddied uh, he daddied us up and down the field, and that's directly a direct correlation to how well their offensive line played. Because Isaiah Pacheco is not that. No, forget him. I saw Hassan. Their Redick game plan looked look more like <laughs> what the Eagles' game plan should have looked like. But I told y'all that Sirianni was going to get pass happy. Get get turned into flapjacks. My man looked like a straight IHOP order out there. He was getting pancake left and right because I'm watching him specifically like, all right, what's yeah. he going to make a play? Yo, he he's getting doubled he got, a little bit. Yo, he, yo, he, yo, yo, he can't Jimmy, do nothing. They were throwing Reddick around like of, his name was Pinky. Dog. They were not that kind of flipping dude. and rubbing him down, yo. <laughs> yo, no. <laughs> Remember the Reggie White days? He tried to throw a double at Reggie and he just – you know, take each dude by arm oh, and yeah. toss them both out yeah. the way. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Hassan Reddick is not that type of dude. He's a speed. No, he got pancake. No, he got pancaked on multiple plays, bro. I'm like, yo, yeah. he, like, they just threw you to the ground and stepped on you. Yeah. So, defense definitely didn't get. Um, you know, and I heard not a lot, but you know, some Eagles fans complaining. Gannon got to go. I mean, we'll talk about the coordinators in a minute, but. It's just, it's crazy to me, and 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 it's not like people weren't saying that before because they were taking his the defense's performance from last season, and you know they made him what they wanted him to be at that point. No matter how good the defense was this year, but it, it's crazy to me to see fans say that somebody' job needs to be in jeopardy after they just were three sacks short of tying the '85 Chicago Bears. Their defense was a top two or three scoring defense. And in they the were a couple of plays from winning the bowl. Right. And and <laughs> like you said, like you're not gonna go in here and shut down Kansas City. You're just not gonna do it. 
Of course, nah, as at fans, all. we would like to have seen a little bit, you know, better performance from the defense, at least make some plays here and there. Didn't get any sacks, didn't get any turnovers. But you can't go into the game expecting that when you're playing against an offense, you know, led by somebody who before the game they were already starting to put into the GOAT conversation. Salute to Siriacha. I respect him. I like him. Uh, that's Poppycock. Salute to him. But, yo, the Eagles defense, I'm not done. Uh, yo, Hassan was out there getting – Yo, he was getting tossed around like Lacey Duvall back in the day. <laughs> yo, they turned him into a breakfast meal. <laughs> yo, he was getting, yo, he was getting tossed, and 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 I know you you invoke the name of the minister, uh, Reggie, and I know it's in vogue now to be you know six foot two, six foot three, about two two forty to two fifty five on the edge, and that's and that's cool, that's cool, but it's still football. Yo, you can't be out I, there. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying. Two forty, yo. But he was but getting also, also when the, a lot of when the minister happened. got on that big stage, though. The minister yeah. got on that big stage and went crazy. Even at an older age in Green Bay, when he got on that big yeah. stage, the he minister was out there still, like because you know the Eagles could never get him there, so he he got there with Green Bay. Dog. I mean, but if y'all yeah, like, think out. about it, a lot of it was a, a game of field position. Um, turnover, a couple of turnovers, a couple of special teams plays, giving them great field position. Because we're talking about, like a lot of people, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes the way that we are. Dude threw for 182 yards in the Super Bowl. Of course, three touchdowns because once they get it down low, they're going to score. Travis Kelsey is going to be open no matter if you put one, two, three, four people on him. Somehow that's he's going to be open. That's Andy, that's Andy, dog. But he had 182 yards passing. Isaiah Pacheco, who seemed like he was just running the ball down the Eagles' throat, and 17. I mean, he did average 5.1 a carry, but he had 76 yards rushing. Mahomes had 44 yards rushing. Those rushing yards really hurt him because there should have been plays that got the Eagles off the field. Jarek McKinnon added 34 yards. So it's like they didn't – as much as we do talk about this offense and how much problems you're going to have with them – they didn't dominate the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense just didn't make those big splash plays that we've been used to seeing them make all season. So you yeah. can throw for 182 all yards, all they rush for like 100 ball. yards a as a team, play. and as long as you don't allow, as long as you don't make any mistakes, <laughs> you can put 38 points up on the board. Well, but the offense the crazy didn't put 38 is? points on the board, but. All they needed was one play. Yo, if the Eagles one defense makes just one of those timely plays. One play. They could have one played play. bad. Just <laughs> one play. No, but think about just it. One had, had, play. Had they, played, had they played terribly and still didn't make a play, <laughs> they might have put 50, 60 points on them. <laughs> but, Yo, yeah, I, and, I just maintain, though, you cannot give the Chiefs defense and special teams – they gave them if you already got to contend with this offense in the second half because they knew what it was in the second half. Um, Another big deal is made out of the fact that the Eagles, now with the Falcons, are the only teams to ever blow a double-digit lead, halftime lead in a Super Bowl and lose the game. But 10 points, like, I guess it's just been like a lucky set of events that, like, 10 points is, is nothing in the NFL. 
So even as a fan, I didn't feel comfortable going into the halftime with the 10 points, especially with the, the stuff that had just happened. And, and you realize, like, yo, we could be smacking them right now. And, you know, the second half would just be holding on. You know what I'm saying? Holding on yeah. instead of, you know, 10 points. That lead could be taken very quickly. Um, I kind of thought man. the Eagles penchant. Remember, all season we've been kind of talking about the fact that they don't score much in the second half. And a lot of folks, well, you know, they don't have to because they have big leads and this and that. I never bought that because it's not like they weren't trying to score in the second half. And a lot of the season they weren't. And I think it came back to bite them in the in the biggest moments. Like Jimmy said, one play, I, 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 one score, game's over. <laughs> you're, you're giving you're giving a balanced and fair analysis in splitting, in, in kind of splitting the blame. And I can critique Jalen and the offense shit. I, I'm not even sure I like Jalen Hurts yet, but he damn sure earned my respect in that Super Bowl because he and pass happy Siriachi. Passing to 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 AJ and um, and Devonta and and Goddard, they kept them in it. They throwing up jump they balls kept to AJ. In it. They scored enough. The all the the defense, it wasn't even like they had to play good. They didn't even have to play average. They could play bad for their standards. Just one stop in the second half. Just one. Win the game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you with that, but I'm also giving props to the opponent. Like if you tell me before the game, oh, no. oh the Eagles going to score Kansas 35. I'm still not like. I'm, if somebody says the Eagles going to score 35, oh, yeah, I'm, if if somebody tells me the Eagles are going to score 35 points, I'm not necessarily thinking before the game like, oh, that means we're going to win. Like I have way <laughs> more know, respect for know. Kansas City than that. And I expected Kansas. Know what, I expected uh, Mahomes to have like 300 yards passing. I expected know even what, uh, more from Kansas City. But oh, yeah, number we, five we didn't get a stop. Oh, number five. Oh, number five. When I danced, look, I gave y'all 35 points. Like, what more you want me to do? <laughs> right. He definitely would. <laughs> he, he definitely would have done that. He definitely would have done that. Um, yo, shout out to the Eagles though for being the best rugby team in the whole NFL, yo. <laughs> I. Hey, they, but I told y'all last week, started to scare me, um, you know, the fans acting the way that the fans were, and then Jimmy confirming that the whole temperature of the city, it wasn't just social media, the whole temperature of the city was like that, kind of a, yeah. I was about to say a quiet confidence, but what I saw wasn't really quiet, it was, you know, we got this, we know we got this, people start to forget for a minute that you're from Philadelphia, man. Like we've been <laughs> runners up. It's, a whole lot. it's too late though. Once that once that once that chip happened, it's it. That's a wrap. Yo, I mean, yo, but, but that though, did you? We've been runners up three times this season. Super Bowl runner up, yeah, World Series runner up, uh, MLS runner up. Like yeah, MLS shot to the union, and yo, if and the crazy history part is the union. isn't letting you know to chill a little bit, like. Oh, oh. Yo, Union had that game one too. Yo, lost on kicks. But yo, peep this though. Yo, did you did you hear the NFL is trying to um, eliminate that play? That uh, what their their NFL is calling it the tush push, like the uh, the Eagles sneak that they've been running all season. You, but you know what? They you know what though, Jim? I thought they did that years ago. I 
when when mm-hmm. teams started doing that, I was like, yo, that's not legal to push them from behind. I yeah, swear they, 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 they addressed they're... that a long time ago, and then it seemed like it fell off. Like they, you know, kind of no, like the they're, NBA they're, they said that um, uh, flopping rules. They're flopping. I saw the day that they said uh, the head analyst from uh, Fox said that is already on the table when the rules committee meets. That's something they're going to talk about. They're calling it the Jalen Hurts rule. I said, yo, my man, come about to come to the league and get the rules changed, yo. That's going to make him a bigger legend than he already is. But um, that's crazy, though. He about because to have his own, own everybody rule. does it. And like I said, I swear they addressed it before. And you know, yeah. I, I guess it, yo, but it no just, one, it no just one has off. done it. They said they said no one has does it with this level of success. They said that he's converted. Um, let me see. I just saw it somewhere. Uh, Thirty-six of forty times he's done it that was successful. Um, and six of his ten rushing first downs in the Super Bowl came via sneak. Well, so his numbers to, on it. If if you listen to the to the broadcast every week when they do it, you know it, it's not because of the tush push. It's because he 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 squats six hundred pounds. I'm like, if yeah. I hear that shit one more time, like every time they do a quarterback sneak, we gotta hear about how much Jalen Hurts squats. Hey, listen, man. Like people aren't He's watching the running backs like pretty much push him into the end, end zone like a weight okay. weight room legend man he's a weight room legend man yeah but uh but yeah so That's, i mean at the end of the day man shout out to the chiefs though man because patty mahomes man like in rarefied air at this point and andy i don't think people respect andy enough i know i've been talking about how i think patrick mahomes is probably underrated over like the course of the season because we just expect him to be patty mahomes but even andy reed dog like people don't realize that the way we look at someone, say, like a Bill Parcells, we always put him up in the GOAT in the top conversations. At this point, Andy got just as many chips as Bill, and Andy's winning percentage is far superior to Bill Parcells. So, like, you got to recognize, like, what Andy is. Like, you know, I know that he lost a lot of championship games, both NFC and AFC, but he's got it done multiple times and always in the mix. Like, we could tell right now he's going to be in the mix next year. Like, it just is what it is. I mean, and for me, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't want to lose to anybody, but, you know, Andy getting another notch in his belt, I, I wish it didn't come at the expense of the, the Philadelphia Eagles. But when it's all said and done and you're not even worried about who he beat, like, I'm, I'm glad for Andy. You know what I'm saying? I, know, I, hope, I, I, I hope he, I hope he I put his count up to like four by the time he's. I personally think Andy is better than Belichick, and you know I've I've, I've thought that before the championship, but now it just solidifies it. I do. I, I've I've always thought he's better than Belichick because you know no disrespect yeah, to Belichick, like they want they went on a crazy run. They went on a crazy run, but to leave one place and go do it another place to be the number one, the winningest coach in two NFL franchises is absolutely insane to me. And to say like, yo, he's done it with multiple quarterbacks. Like the way Andy has been able to do it, it's almost like. He's the common denominator. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, Belichick had his had his success. I, I, I get it. You I, know, I he think had they did it Brady. different ways, but yeah, and I don't I mean, think Belichick yeah. will ever. I don't think he'll ever win a bowl again. And and I also one thing about Belichick I've always kept in mind. I watched him coach the Jets. I didn't I didn't throw it out of my head. I remember him coaching the Jets. So. So I've seen him. I've seen him in multiple places. It just ain't the same. Like I feel like if Andy left right now. And went to the Cardinals within a year, yo. They be contending. 
I really believe that. I mean, hey. He, I mean, it's just different. I, I, whisper I, it's, for sure. What's he also? He's a, no, no, he's definitely a quarterback whisperer. He's a quarterback. He's, he's a quarterback whisperer. He's he's masterful offensively. And, and I'll go ahead and say, like, listen, again, it was at our expense, so I'm a little upset. But, like, I've always been an Andy fan, and I'm sorry that he didn't bring one home for Jerome. Um, but that's punishment to him for sticking with that coward that he had at quarterback for so long instead of throwing you know, Mike Vick in there and getting Mike Vick where Mike Vick needed to go maybe. Vick was probably too dumb. But, yo, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. Andy, I'm going to go. Yo, you cooking cats today. He has, yo, yeah. he has Vick looking like, like uh, he, he had Vick looking like. Vick with Andy was like Vic stuff like this. So, so Casey Mack asked in the chat when, when Andy went there, would he keep collar? Yo, Andy have collar looking like the yo. Andy haven't studied more than four hours a week. Like it'll be different, yo. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Andy probably put in Andy the back. Probably get away studying and figure something out to make him look better than he is. Hey, hey he's definitely going to do that. I mean, and it's a whole different thing with Andy Reid and Belichick because one's a defensive guy and one's an offensive guy. So. Of course, what we're giving Andy Reid credit for is going to look flashier. It's going to be more entertaining. Um, but, no, I, that's a good, you know. I, I definitely put Andy up there in that class, though. I definitely put him up there in that class. Um, a lot of people won't just because, you know, like the casual, the average fan is just going to count championships. You know what I'm saying? And And it takes a special kind of luck to do that. So it's like. Andy's journey, even though, you know, he's one of, in my opinion, the greatest coaches of all time, his journey is a little bit more realistic. Like Bill and the run that they went on, he left Earth for a little while. And, you yeah, know, I mean, I, everything listen, was, I, I already, everything I, was I moving already on. Bill. I mean, I and, and, for, and for a good decade, and for a good two decades, they played in a shit division. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I already had Bill. I already had Bill uh, Belichick at number uh, two because I had I had Big Tuna at one, but now I got Andy at one, Tuna at two, and I mean they all at the table of gods. But listen, I saw Big Tuna. I saw Big Tuna. I saw Big Tuna almost get to a championship game with Quincy Carter, yo. And Quincy yo, Carter yo, was high on coke. See, now you're providing context. See, don't you have to knock Andy for being so loyal to a coward for so long? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta knock yo, him. Yo, Big Tuna almost went to a championship game with a quarterback noble, that was on coke, yo. Stuff that he would pull, some of the noble stuff he would pull, it was noble. But no, nah, dog, like going in a, on a after Mick dude threw four picks or turned the ball over three times and saying it's my fault. Got to put us in better positions to win. If I would have called a better play, then he wouldn't have thrown the ball. It's called leadership. Team. Better better position to win would be switching the quarterback. You bitch ass me. What's in the quarterback? Man, that's leadership. <laughs> no KG. <laughs> <laughs> so why did that, why did that never why did that never transfer down to his 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 protege though? I mean, he damn sure ain't had that kind of leadership. He, we know now because he was on the bottle. He was drunk. <laughs> your, your man came out of that fifth NFC Championship game like, look, I left the field with a lead. <laughs> Yo, he really said yo, that though. Yo, I, and and yo, he said that is, after after the Eagles getting the ball back with enough time to drive down the field, and they went backwards. They lost yards, 
Like they didn't move anywhere. And his answer to that was, "Well, I left the field with the lead." So, you know. dog, did y'all see? Did y'all see the episode of the pivot with Brian Dawkins? It came out recently, like last week. Yeah, I saw. It. I watched it. Yo, he be he be he said he said he's subbing somebody. I don't know if it's McNabb or somebody else. When he says like, I can you know stuff like I can lead by example, and some people pick it up on it, but some people just don't like they don't put the extra work in. I'm like, who are you talking about, yo? He's yeah, I, I saw that part. He who, who, said, who said? Yeah. Who said? Who said? Oh, Doc. Yeah. He yeah, he's subbing shot. somebody. I don't know who it is. He too he too classy of a guy to say a name, but he's subbing somebody. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, man. Speaking of the the, you know, we brought up the Eagles' offensive and defensive coordinators earlier. Both of them, Shane Steichen had a job. The offensive coordinator had a job prior to even you know kickoff now. of the Super Bowl. He's the head coach now of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Gannon, the defensive coordinator. Uh, he, Gannon, Gannon. He interviewed after the Super Bowl with the. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. So he he stayed in town, interviewed, and never left because he is now the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they showed footage yesterday of him meeting his quarterback for the first time. What'd you say, Jimmy? He he met the <laughs> met the board that's gonna get him he fired. Just, he just met the man. <laughs> yeah, he just met the man that's gonna get him fired. <laughs> Yo, um. So the fact that they lost both of these guys, like what do you guys see for the future of the Eagles? The Eagles are still loaded as a team. They're still $8 million under the cap, and that's including the $11.5 million cap hit that Jason Kelsey's contract would have, and Jason Kelsey hasn't decided on whether or not he's retiring. Um the NFL is supposed to have – there's supposed to be some extra money in the pot next year, so the salary cap is supposed to go up. The Eagles have two first-round picks. They still have a quarterback on his rookie deal. I mean, everybody's thinking they're going to get him taken care of during the off season. He's saying all the right things. Like, I don't want to talk about that. All I'm worried about is winning. Um, so it's, it seems like it's going to be 100% that he's going to take – uh, team-friendly deal, and fans are always confused about that. Team-friendly deal doesn't mean that this person isn't going to squeeze you for every penny they can get and uh, reset the market. Team-friendly is basically how the deal is actually structured. You know what I'm saying? You could take a lot of your, your money and bonuses. You can let them backload the contract. Remember, they always give Tom Brady credit for this but when tom brady started taking these quote-unquote team-friendly deals people were running around saying tom brady was taking less money and that was never ever tom brady never took less money tom brady got bigger bonuses and tom brady backloaded contracts but tom brady once he started doing that was already in the goat conversation so tom brady was always going to see the back end of that contract so he was going to get every single penny that he signed up for, but you know, people just like to go run with narratives. Tom Brady took less money. Never, <laughs> never. Yeah. So with that. all with all that being said, though, I think they'll be okay. Um, the one thing that concerns me is just that when you look at the landscape of the NFC, like it, the competition is getting tougher. Like the Giants aren't going anywhere, and they got. I mean, they got the coach of the year. 
Um, they're they're on the right path. Um, Dallas is still going to be there. Um, I don't you know, believe that the Giants the quarterback situation is what people think it is. You don't you don't mess with Danny Dimes. And I've been somebody who hey. like you know I was I was the, <laughs> I was the give <laughs> dude with the Larry David John. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was I was the give dude a chance guy, but like he, I mean he he I right, but. I don't know. He's, I think, he's not real. I mean, yeah, I think with I think with Danny Dimes, like, I mean, they call him Dimes. I really don't know why because his greatest attribute so far hasn't been throwing his, the ball. His great alliteration, people, that's all. Yeah, people are enamored with him because he's a white dude that can run fast. So I'm like, eh, yeah, I just, I just, giant, so I think eh, the Eagles are still the, the Eagles are the best team. Um, if 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 the Niners are not on their period, then they're gonna be there too. Um, so, Yo, you know, you got to okay. – It's just a lot of, um, you know – so The it's, Niners are going to run out here. There's going to be a time when the Niners are going to need an actual quarterback that can not just be a guy on the team. Like, at some point, they're going to yeah, need was a this quarterback year. That was, that was that's this a year. star. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, because even this year, they, you know, they rolled along with third strings and – Second strings, and you know what I'm saying? They yes, rolled along. Yes. I'm thinking at some point, when it mattered like, most, unless Brock when it Purdy most, turns out Christian to be, McCaffrey back there. Right, unless Brock Purdy turns out to be what people were acting like he was when he got hurt in the Eagles game, like, you know, because, you know, the way the way Niners fans tell it, Joe Montana got hurt. And Yo, <laughs> Joe Montana, that was Joe chances. Montana Young out there. He's young Joe <laughs> right. Montana Young. But, so, but with all that yeah, being said, at some though, point, so, they're going to need somebody that's not just holding it down. Somebody that's going to have to you know, carry them a little bit. I can't bit. help but laugh at um, – so the Eagles do got two picks. But, yo, Mel Kuyper and uh, the other bull from um, ESPN – I don't even watch ESPN, but, you know, I'll be, I'll be on YouTube. Um, It was a clip of them talking about this upcoming draft. They said, yo, this is like the worst NFL draft in, like, decades. They, they just pooped on the entire draft, like, literally – they said it's probably like three good players. I'm like, yo, that probably means that's crazy though. Because this players. is probably this is probably the situation where Howie Roseman gonna shine in the first uh, round. He rarely shines in the first round. This gonna be when he yeah. mess around and pick the best player in the draft at like number ten. <laughs> yo, they, they, <laughs> because they, they like no short shot. on the whole draft. I said, damn, how you poop on a whole draft like that? Like you just poop yeah. on a whole draft class. So that um, would but be anyway, so, the situation I mean, though. We have two first round picks and the draft is terrible. So. Yeah, so, I mean, the thing is, um, you know, I think they're in, in a good shape. The one thing I will say is, man, is Kelsey, he still played at a high level. As someone who watches the fat guys up front, I know this is going to sound crazy what I'm getting ready to say. I think he's the Eagles' best offensive player. Like, watching him play, um, he's amazing. Dude is, dude is the best center in the Don't league. Like, he just is. Like, he, I, you know, he like but I, I would still, I would still go with Lane Johnson. But then Kelsey somewhere right behind him. But you know, having but those two is, though, on the same line together is man such a plus. And yo, it's absolutely insane. But like watching Kelsey play dog on some of them run plays where Sanders will break one. Yo, my dude is like ten yards down the field throwing people like <laughs> he's right in front of him. It's, like it's, how is he in front of yeah, this dude? Yeah, it's like yo, he's yo not behind him in front of him. Like it's, it's insane to watch. But you know, I know Sanders, people don't get excited. I, I, I ain't trying to pop. I ain't trying to pop. Did Sanders on, come uh, to the Super Bowl? But did Sanders even play? Was he there? Did Yo, he left. Really? He left the I, I actually thought I was like, I was like, did he get hurt? Because you saw him on like the first play of the game, and then after yeah, that, Miles Sanders like, ain't shit. After <laughs> damn, Yo, after I'm gonna keep that, it, it was, though. I know this. 
After Ever that, since Miles Sanders went through that thing with that chick, he ain't been the same, yo. No, but do y'all think something may have happened? Because he was out of the game a little too much. Like, I don't, I'm like, what did he do wrong that he's out of the game like that? Gainwell, that quick? Gainwell is better than they, him. Or did they just come into the game with a game plan where we're not going to feature any of these backs? Because you're saying all that, the and then when you Gainwell. find out, like, a week from now, the dude was trying to play through an injury, then, you know, that, that might change the, the, the tone a little bit. Because just didn't seem right. Like, I didn't understand. Like, we were looking for dude for a lot of plays. And then it was like, oh, okay, there he is, there he is. And then he would come in for one play and then go back out. So I'm like, was he fighting something that they not, you know, he's not trying Gainwell to use better and excuse? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's better, but. Um, Damn sure cheaper. Gainwell is the best receiver out of the three. He's definitely the best out of the backfield. Um, of the three. Salute to Boston uh, Scott. I always root for the little people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so do y'all think losing the, the coordinators, will that do anything to the Eagles, you know, moving forward in the future? Or do y'all That's think as long as you got the talent, you could just bring in anybody? No, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I think coordinators don't get enough credit in the league. Um, I, I do, uh, you know, so they have guys that are stepping up that are already there. And the guy that got the OC, the young black boy, um, you know, they've been singing his prayers for a while. He, yeah, he was the quarterback coach. So He was actually um, he was on a EA sports cover back in 2010. He was on the college football yeah. game cover. He was the quarterback of Utah. He never made it to the yep. league, though. So how do you get that cover and then don't make it to the NFL? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but he must have a football black, mind. So. How do you a black quarterback in, in, uh, in Utah? Yo, and can I, can I ask you something? How does things always work out in Jalen Hurts' favor, like when the Eagles get into the red zone to where they can get into a situation where he can score on a one-yard quarterback sneak? I'm going to call it it how it is, and this is not not hate, and this is not a slight, because I respect what he did in that Super Bowl. He's a glory hound. He's looking for for glory. Now, his justice is – but but but, but listen, B. It was kind of like that last season, and a little bit, you know, this year when it came to, to to RPOs down there. But I'm talking about the luck factor in the Super Bowl. He threw now. It was it was it was the quarterback's fault that Devontae had to go out of bounds. His momentum took him out of bounds because he was wide open, so that throw shouldn't have been that close to the side. Yo, yo, but you remember that Devontae could have scored. See, I was gonna, and I was then, gonna bring minute, that up. Then Kenneth Gainwell the fans, did the score, casual fan won't but then they called it that. back. Mm-hmm. And you know when when somebody on the Eagles score from the one and it gets called back, you know who getting the ball. <laughs> The next play. Mm-hmm. So it's squat, like you, he's, yo, he's classic. You got to take your chances. Pounds, man. Put some classics on the pounds. If you're on the Eagles' offense, you got to take your you got to take your opportunities when they come. Because if you don't get in there that first time, Jaden, like I, yeah. I got to do this myself. I mean, yo, on one, 90, on one, on one hand, I know he's a glory. He's a glory hound. But on the other hand, he could be listening to the podcast and he knows you like, yeah, Miles Sanders ain't shit. Why get on the rock? <laughs> That, they I'm like Miles Sanders oh. don't even be in the game down there a lot of times. Because <laughs> yeah. he ain't shit. That's the funny thing, though. Ain't the no Eagles point. got a three-headed running back committee, and none of them are big. Like, we don't have, like, a, a, 
goal line. Jalen Hurts may have influence on that. No, no, don't Dog, bring him when in. you got a quarterback that squats six hundred pounds, you don't need a big running back, man. Ninety two percent of the time, that quarterback needs work, man. If you got to so play Jim, that ninety two percent of the time. You run it. You think the coordinator thing could have an effect? Remember, we just talked about the Forty ers They lost to Miko Ryan's. So, you know, will that defense be the same to where they can, you know, have Garoppolo's and Purdy's back there? That's the great thing about the offseason, man. The thing is, like, you suffer from success. Now that the Eagles had the success, they lost their coordinators. But, I mean, you know, everybody does. Niners suffer. So there's always a lot of movement around, and there's small moves to be made. So only time will tell. I mean, they have their core in place, so they'll be in the mix. Um, but, you know, that's the great thing about starting it over. It's like, you know, what's next? That's the exciting part right. about, you know. A shout-out to, this the, thing to about. the Chiefs. Um, you know, mostly, you know, most mostly the Chiefs do it with, with class. You know, Andy's always been a classy dude. Um, they complained about the Bengals being classless prior to that and, you know, gave them a bunch of bulletin board material. Um, but Juju Smith-Schuster kind of uh, trolled <laughs> on Tuesday, on Valentine's Day, and it didn't come off too well for a lot of people. Now, we know Juju was the receiver who was the quote-unquote victim of Bradbury's controversial hold at the end of the game. So on Tuesday, which was Valentine's Day, Juju tweeted out, a Valentine's Day card that featured a picture of a smiling Bradbury with the words, quote, I'll hold you when it matters most. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Um, truthfully, it's, it's funny. It, it was definitely funny. But to me, especially as an Eagles fan, it stung coming from dude, coming from like an average player like Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, that comes from Travis Kelsey, who we couldn't guard all night. You probably got to laugh that off. Like, dude, he's earned the right to talk. But Juju? Yeah, it stung a little bit. And, to, your, um, to, your, to your point, to your point, Bradbury, and I don't know how this happened. Salute to A.J. Brown, too. I, I appreciate what he did, and I know you're yeah, going to get to that. Reason. But whoever, whoever is a barbarian and can grab an audience needs to say, listen, the biggest play of your career the biggest play of your career has nothing to do with you catching a football. Like you're, yo, you're trash. You're fat as a wideout, and it was really an uncatchable ball, not for most wide receivers. But you run a, you're he's all right. Is he faster than Travis Kelsey? I mean, uh, Jason Kelsey. I don't think I don't know. Hey, he he said I just, he said Travis, yeah, he and he said no. I mean, Jason. Damn, is he faster than Jason? No, I mean. Juju got to understand, dog. Like, who? You can't. You can't speak like that. Like you said, Travis Kelsey can speak like that. You can't speak right. like that. And we, we would you know have I mean? to take like, that on the chin. Yeah, <laughs> you can't speak like that, dog. That's like, come on, man. And AJ Brown, know who you know, are. reminded him. AJ Brown tweeted back. First off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year one deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. 
but congratulations again. Like, he killed him and then kept congratulating. Yo, he started and ended boy, with congratulations. The hardest bar in that whole joint. He called him TikTok boy. <laughs> TikTok boy. And that is the thing. Like, Yo. you don't, you don't make. And I'm pretty sure Andy Reid probably had some words with Juju Smith-Schuster over this, but you don't make Bradbury. You know, why go out and embarrass him like that when he never used the referee as an excuse? He never used the call as an excuse. He admitted that he held the dude, that he tugged his jersey and just hoped that he might be able to get away with it. So I can see if dude was mouthing off and using it as an excuse and saying we got robbed, saying this, saying that. Yo, this dude was humble. He had to take this on the chin in front of his team, admit to everybody that I did hold him. I did grab him. You know, it is what it is. That's, and that's then the you embarrass him. Like, he's already. Right. Like, come on, Juju. You're not like that, I mean, man. That's, that's, he acting <laughs> like – he. I could see if he was talking about the Niners. Like, he acting like Bradbury behaved like the 49ers when he really didn't. Or we could go here. Or we could go here. Bradbury, in my opinion, is better at what he does than Juju is at what Juju does. Unless you're well, saying Juju TikTok. might not even have a job next year, yo, because um, Juju been selling the farm all season when he's out there. I mean, but I mean, that was just—it was just very. I mean, that's why he's TikTok boy, though. Like that's going to stick. He—he's he, for now on TikTok boy. Man. I don't care where he goes, what he does. TikTok he's TikTok boy. boy. You earned you earned yourself a nickname. You could have just like been quiet, man. Like. Yeah, it's just weird, your man. It's weird. Celebrate your win. Celebrate Yo, your I win. Very, I was very pleased with having Darius Slay just uh, play with us, and, and, and I like him. But I got to call him out, too. Where was the big play, bro? Where was the big play? Sometimes, Darius, you, don't, big play. sometimes you don't make the big play, man. Sometimes it don't happen. It, it just don't. Like, like I said, we sitting here. Like he got that all pro nod, and he shut it down for the rest of the season. Did he shut it down, or did we just play a better team? I mean, come on, man. I I ain't trying to jump on the the people who they they didn't have to work against the Niners. The Giants are the Giants, and I'm not saying the Eagles didn't earn their way there because you know NFC East fans are using that as a reason why we shouldn't have been there, like. They didn't play anybody, blah, blah, blah. We had the same schedule y'all had, geniuses. Um, <laughs> but, like, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelt, those are different beasts. It's not. It's just not going to be that easy. And who was he going to make the big play against? It's not like the, the wide receivers were out there just absolutely killing us. I mean, it did seem like that's every true. time he they was completed lined up a pass, caps were wide open, but. That's, and that's what I'm saying. Valdez like, Scandling is a poor man's Ted Ginn. is a poor man's Ted Ginn. And Ted Ginn is already poor. Right. So, you know, they, Andy Reid's game plan, he attacked where they, you know, attack weaknesses. So, I Kelsey had eight receptions. And even him, though, you kind of even expected more out of Kelsey. Like, they didn't kill us with the yards. It's just that field position wasn't in our favor for a lot of the game. And, you know, if if they don't have to march down a long field, like, come on. Like, yeah, it's, 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 like, it's, it's deflating is the word I'm going to find. When you, like, when you put up a nice nine-minute drive, you're controlling the clock, and, you know, and then the team right. scoring a minute and 30 seconds. 
<laughs> then you put up another nine minute drive and they go boop boop. He's like, yo, come on, cuz. I mean, Juju had a half decent. He had seven for seven for fifty three, seven point six yards per catch. Other than that, Valdez Scantling had zero for zero. Wait, the boy even play? That's another thing. You talking about Scant? Like, did look like dude didn't even play? Kadarius Tony had one reception for five yards. It just happened to be a damn touchdown. You know what I mean? So I mean. They just they really didn't overwhelm us. Just circumstances, man. We were we were just in some, some bad circumstances and they had the coaches to, to pretty much take advantage of it. Um and I haven't even been able to watch it back yet. I'm gonna watch it back. I probably should have done that Mack. before this, but I just Casey Max said that's the Andy Reed Andy Reed two weeks. Andy Reed had two weeks <clears> to cook that up. Yeah. Um I don't know. Even that, e- even that, though, even with that, we were plays away. They were plays away. I'm telling you, that game was flipped in the second quarter. Like, a lot of people was like, oh, you can't, you can't put that much on the fumble. They went into the half with a 10-point lead. Well, I'd rather go into the half with a 17-point <laughs> a lead, a 21-point lead, than a 10-point lead against a team that's this good. So I, I really think, you know, that's kind of what flipped the game. But that's not me blaming dude, man, because I'm proud of the way dude played. Uh, Jalen Hurts, that is. Like, I'm I'm really proud of the way dude played. He played better in the Super Bowl than I expected him to. He just had that one terrible mistake that wasn't even forced. Like, it wasn't even a forced fumble. That's, that's, that's the part that I'm talking about, Jim, like the luck factor. They didn't make him fumble. He just dropped the ball. They pick it up. Yeah. They go the distance with it. You can't give – Kansas City, that kind of stuff. Like 49ers fans want to complain, we ain't no quarterbacks. Like I said, they didn't drop back and have soft tissue injuries when nobody touched them. They got their ass knocked out of the game. That's a part of football. But just dropping the ball for no reason, you know, dropping back and tearing your ACL when nobody touched you, like, that's fluke stuff. But, uh, all right. I mean, y'all can hear in my voice that I'm salty. Stat of the week, Super Bowl 57 had 113 million viewers. Uh, that was the third most watched television show of all time, most watched Super Bowl in six years, and the most streamed Super Bowl ever. And it was also the most streamed event in Fox Sports history. So, you know, the Super Bowl, there's a lot of people interested in the, the Andy Reid Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl, whatever you want to call it, um, it did numbers. And, and you know, probably a, a few million of those are probably just for Rihanna. Because <laughs> a lot of casual fans are like, oh, I don't care nothing about football. I was just watching. So Yo, they said the ratings, the ratings actually went up. The ratings went up during her performance. She has higher ratings than the actual bowl itself. Didn't it go up to like 118 during her? <laughs> something, yeah, something, <laughs> something crazy nutty. like that. All right. Um, so let's get into a little bit of a little bit of hoops. Uh the NBA All Star Weekend is here. Um I'm actually not excited. I'm usually watching the All Star Weekend at our cabin or lake house retreat and we're not doing that uh this year. So I'm a little salty about that. I gotta watch the All Star festivities at home and I'm just not used to doing that no more, Jim. <laughs> 
So some of the yo, when the, is the, the festivities? Saturday, yo, matter of fact, we we ain't be watching the festivities. We gonna be at uh, not, not Saturday night. Yeah, we still gonna be like gone and, and doing something. We just not gonna be out of town. Well, Jimmy gonna be out of town, but we just not gonna be. Yeah, yeah. you know. I'm just at popping the, my head place on the Popping in, my ass right back out of there. But yeah, like you know, shout out to uh, shout out to our brother Hank, man, China, not this what weekend. Uh, what probably Billy Bay? You say what? <laughs> what uh? What private jet service you using? Oh no no no! I ain't using no private jet. It's a, it's a quick two no hour. Quick two hours. He got his own I mean. jet. No Scotty. No <laughs> 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 <Some> casino. <laughs> On the low. I'm, I'm re- yeah, me and Remy a quick Tesla run run down the road real fast, man. You know, pay pay homage <laughs> to our brother Hank, man. Congratulations to Hank too, by the way. All right, well, um, the 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 schedule, of course, Friday. 12.30 p.m., they're going to have the Jordan Rising Stars practice on NBA TV. Don't know a soul that's going to watch that. Um, at, <laughs> at 7 p.m., you're going to have the Ruffles NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. This is all Friday night. At 9 p.m., you're going to have the Jordan Rising Stars. So in this one, they're doing that format again where they're going to have four teams. Um, two teams are going to play each other. Another two teams are going to play each other. And then the winner of those games are going to play for the championship. So there's four teams uh, coached by Pau Gasol, Darren Williams, um, where they dig him up from, I guess because it's in Utah. You had to find somebody. Um, Joe Kim Noah. This boy run out on basketball. And then uh, Team Jason, Jason Terry. So Team Pau is Paolo Banquero from the Magic, of course, Benedict Mathurin from the Pacers, Jaden Ivey from the Pistons, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors, Jose Alvarado from the Pelicans, uh, Keegan Murray from the Kings, Andrew Nimard from the Pacers, Team Darren Williams, Franz Wagner from the Magic, Jalen Green from the Rockets, Alperin Singoon from the Rockets, Trey Murphy III from the Pelicans, A.J. Griffin from the Hawks, Bones Highland from the Nuggets, Walker Kessler from the Jazz, and Ayo the Sunmo Chicago Bulls. Um, he wasn't really, he didn't really make it, but he's replacing the injured Jalen Green. Um, team Joe Kim Noah, Evan Mobley, Mobley from the Cavs, Josh Giddy from the Thunder, Jalen Williams from the Thunder, Jeremy Sokon from the Spurs, Quentin Grimes from the Knicks, Jabari Smith Jr. from the Rockets, Jalen Duran from the Pistons, and Tari Easton from the Rockets, who's going to replace the injured Jalen Duran from the Pistons. And last but not least, Jason Terry's team is going to be led by G League players. So he has City uh, Sissoko from the G League Unite, Scoot Henderson from the G League Unite, Mojave King from the G League Ignite, Kenneth Lofton from the Memphis Hustle, Mac McClung from the Delaware Blue Colts, Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite, this is G League Ignite All-Stars, and Scottie Pippen Jr. from the South Bay Lakers. Um, who y'all think gonna win this thing? I don't nobody care. Is Scotty Pippen Jr.'s father or stepfather gonna be in attendance? <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna come support their son? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So my question is, they got no. all these easy. Why y'all man? Why why the boy Wimby not playing? He he's just too valuable right now to be playing in these kids' games. Yo, if I'm Wimby, I ain't doing nothing to that draft, dog. Like, <laughs> 
And nobody yeah. letting him. Yo, every yeah. team that, that's figured to be in the lottery probably put out a call. Like, don't you let him play in no All-Star weekend? Like, we got time for Dog, this. if I'm Wimby, yo, you won't see me like Mason's eyebrow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I yeah. do you won't see me, Shout out to I'm playing low. Yeah. All hey, right, so, of course, yeah. but, um, Saturday night, they got the uh, the HBCU Classic Presented by AT&T, that's Southern University versus Grambling State University. That's at 4 p.m. Um, at 8 p.m., you got All-Star Saturday night with the Kia Skills Challenge, the the starry three-point contest, and the AT&T Slam Dunk. I don't care about the Skills Challenge. The contestants for the three-point contest this year, Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers, Tyler Hero from the Heat, Buddy Heald from the Pacers, Kevin Herter, from the Sacramento Kings, Damon, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers, Laurie Markkinen from the Jazz, Julius Randle in the three-point contest, from the New York Knicks, who is replacing um, Trailblazers guard Anthony Simons, and Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics is going to be in that field as well. That's uh, weird <laughs> to see somebody like... um. What's the bull name? I just said uh, Julius Randle in the three-point contest. Um, and last but not least, last but probably least, the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest. Four participants, Kenyon Martin Jr. from the Houston Rockets, Mac McClung, who's going to sign a two, like a two-day deal to be represented by the Philadelphia 76ers, even though he's a part of their G League team, the Blue Coats. So Mac McClung, member Hatcher, white boy Hatcher, um, from Georgetown, uh, Trey Murphy the third from the Pelicans, and Jericho Sims from the New York Knicks. The crazy part about this is Mac McClung has a very good chance of winning this thing because the field to me is is, is kind of weak. That's so the dunk contest. But the dunk contest would have to surprise me to be good this season. And then of course on Sunday you got the. Uh, at 3 p.m., you got the NBA G League Next Up game. Um, and at 7.30, you got the All-Star Draft because this season, the draft that they've been doing on TV a couple, like a week before, they're doing it right before the game now. So LeBron and – is it LeBron and Giannis who are picking? I think Team LeBron and Team Giannis. Uh, they're going to pick their teams so. right before the game. So I guess they're handing out uniforms <laughs> right before the game. I don't know how they're going to do that, but um, I guess they got something in mind. And at 8.30 p.m. on Sunday. Like a, uh, they must have made a jersey for each side, you know what I'm saying? Like, so whatever one you get, you get. Right. Everybody you probably know, have matching NBA, NBA, NBA probably find a way to make more money because somebody's going to buy the jersey of the you know, team they didn't even play on. Or they might have, like, a Velcro patch or something that they can rip off if they're on a certain team. I don't know. We'll see. And then at 8.30 p.m. on Sunday, the 72nd NBA All-Star Game. Um, I guess the only thing, I haven't watched an All-Star Game with my kid, like, ever, because we're always gone at this time. So I guess that's a thing. Um, so shout-out to the NBA. Uh, Jim, you want to let everybody know uh, what happened? Oh, what, one more thing. I'm sorry. Quote of the week. This is an interesting one. Quote. I beat the Lakers 4-1. to one. He lost to the Lakers 4-1. to one. He's an MVP, but I won finals MVP. He lost twice in the first round in Denver, 
I elevated them to the conference finals. How am I not in the Hall of Fame? End quote. And that's a quote from um, uh, Chauncey Bitter. I mean, Chauncey Billups, uh, B. Austin's homie. Get your man, B. Austin. Coming at one of B. Austin's triumvirates. Like, come on, man. Right. And this is not the first time. I don't know if y'all remember. I don't remember the actual quote from before, but this is not the first time that he's using Allen Iverson as his Hall of Fame case. But he's yeah. coming at AI, so so why is all... it, if, if this is his accolades versus AI's, why is he not in the Hall of Fame? I mean my answer is simple, because you ain't him. I would all would all do love would all do love and respect because I do have love and respect for Chauncey Billups. Yo son, I smack the shit out of you. What's wrong with you man? <laughs> Yo <laughs> yeah. What you doing right now? What you doing right now is sacrilegious. In the triumvirate, yeah. God, the Father, I just think it's cowardly, like like to use someone else as your case to right. get in the hall. If you want to get in the hall, stand on like your own. Like, yeah, right. yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, do you think you think Chauncey should be in the hall, right? Just not at the expense of Allen Iverson's um, reputation. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's getting but... interesting. It's getting interesting for me, and it's not, it's not based on this act of cowardice. So I have a question <laughs> for y'all since we're here, right? If where do we compare? I know what Devin's going to say. You Iggy probably say it too. But where do we compare Chauncey to like Isolation Joseph? <sighs> I mean, Chauncey I has mean, more I think accolades. He, I think, he I think more, Isolation Joseph is he a better accolades. player. But he got the accolades. But Chauncey he got, got the accomplishments, got though. the finals MVP. You know what I mean? He had a reputation. So, so in, your, in, your, in your mind, in your mind, you taking Chauncey over over uh, over over Iso Joe for the Hawks? I think you yeah. would have to just because of the, the, the accolades. Okay. Like, if you're asking me, this goes back to – this goes back to – best and greatest or better and best. You know what I'm saying? I think Joe was a better player. I think mm-hmm. Chauncey, Chauncey has a moment, a too. He has that final MVP. That's right. a moment, dog. But yeah, what I'm saying career. is Chauncey, Chauncey is the type dude that try to, like, Chauncey the type dude try to talk to a girl and, and hit her with the, I don't even know why you mess with him. Like, he'd be out here smashing these other dudes. Like, he that he <laughs> right. dude. Right. That's, that's what he did to AI. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, I mean, that's what he, he called the hall. He, like, he, I don't know why yo, he's Chauncey, him. He's a thug. Yeah, Chauncey Dirty. Yo, he a Dirty Mac. Yo, he out here Dirty <laughs> Mac, yo, man. Yeah. Yo, he a Dirty Mac. Yo, yo, he said, oh, yo, he, yo, he a thug. He's a, but he I'm going to ask you a serious question. Why you I'm going to ask you a question. If we talking about resumes and accolades, has Chauncey Billups had a better career than Andre Iguodala? That's a real-ass question. Andre Iguodala no, was a we know that Sean, just like he was just the like the argument of best and greatest. Team. Yo, Chauncey was we better don't. than Iggy. Come on, I don't know about that either. Was I he? argue that too. Was he? People forget. Damn. People forget. Young, young Iggy. Young Iggy was a walking like twenty five, five and five. Like young Iggy. Yo, but then, numbers. but then, but then you say like you know, well, Chauncey was a good defender. Iggy was a better defender. <laughs> Iggy put up 20. Iggy was the number one option on the team for a while. Iggy went to a, a, a better team. He had his moment. He was the finals MVP. Same thing as Chauncey. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Chauncey's finals was more impressive than Iggy's finals. I don't think either one of them 
had a especially impressive finals. Like Iggy got finals MVP because he held LeBron to 35 points a game. But, but, Yo, Iggy had multiple. But Iggy Chauncey, had multiple seasons averaging 25 and five. Right, but Chauncey got well, one, one finals 20, MVP. One time 19, so five and five. He got a finals MVP, truthfully, on a team where three people probably could have gotten it, and you had to pick one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think when it came down to him and Rip, it was like, okay, we only even have to look at the tape to see. Chauncey's just a better defender than Rip. Rip's the weak link defensively on this team. So we know he played better defense in his finals. Let's give it to Chauncey. Man, Chauncey out like here. They both like, had a moment. Lyrics. He, he, even he's a, he's even a dirty in Chauncey's man, moment, Jim, because you said you know he had his moment. What do you remember about Chauncey Billups' moment? What do you remember about the Chauncey Billups in the final? I'm not being funny. I think I'm taking shots at no, no, him. I don't remember anything. I, right. So I don't remember his moment. At least with Yo. Iggy. And, and we clown him because LeBron averaged like 35. At least we do remember Iggy making it difficult for LeBron, making LeBron a volume shooter. When, that's I, not when I his think thing. about Chauncey Billups, the basketball player, honestly, I'm be completely honest with you. I think about Colorado because that was the last yeah. time I saw him as a dominant no. player. Cause he used to... No, no, listen, listen. I watched him. No, listen. He was... No, because he's. The... I'm giving. I'm actually giving him credit. Be all saying he's the okay. catch there because. He was that guy. He was the alpha guy. He was the number one option. He used to get busy. He got buckets. Yeah, he, cooked he came up. in the league and became Chauncey, a glorified no, role player. When, when, when he first came fine. in the league, he was almost a bust. He was almost a yeah, bust. Yo, Casey Magnus said that. What are you doing in Boston? When Chauncey, when Chauncey hit his prime, Chauncey could get 20 and 7 on any night. 25. Like, come on now. Yeah, but you're talking about what he could get and what he did get. Iggy averaged like 19 for the Sixers one time. 19, yo, Iggy averaged 25 and 5 one season, then 19, 5 and 5 the very next. Like, Iggy was that guy. So, so, so I'm not being disrespectful when I ask, like, is his accolades greater than Iggy? Like, I ain't being disrespectful. No, Chauncey never averaged a dub. As a matter of fact, Chauncey never averaged a dub. I give him a dub. 1905 I give him a dub. 19.5 is a dub. And 2005, yeah. he averaged 18.5. That's 19. Yo, he averaged 25 and 3. Yo, Iggy but averaged 25 that. and 5. But, but Chauncey averaged his dub after what we would consider his prime, at least after any success. Like, Chauncey was never – once he got to Denver, even though they went farther than, you know, Allen Iverson's Denver's team, Denver teams did, like, he never won anything again. I mean, you know, they got one chip. Detroit to make you think they got 16 of them. But I mean, all I'm saying is Iggy all the accolades that he's naming, all that stuff was pretty much behind him when he averaged 19.5. So it was kind of like, yo, I'm going to do my thing because I've got Dollar, a reputation Iggy Dollar, Iggy Dollar never averaged over 20. I, oh, said 19, I said 19.9, that's the dub. I said 25 oh, okay. and 5. Then the very next year, it was 19. 25 and 5. I got you. 25 and 5. I got you. Yeah, 20. Yeah, 20. Yeah, not, yeah, not 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, by the way, that season, that season when he averaged 19.9, 5 and 5, he actually shot better from the floor than Chauncey did when he averaged a dub. Um, plus, and it didn't yo, all go for naught. I mean, I know it took it, a, a Derrick Rose injury, but the Sixers were one game away from the conference finals. They went seven with Boston that year. Yo, listen, man. 
Yo, Chauncey is also slandering a god, man. Like, what's the king to a god? You you ain't out here gonna talk about Bubba Chuck like that, yo. You a sucker, yo. No, you I a mean, dirty man. and, and that was kind of my point. Like I said, and I wasn't being disrespectful, but I'm like, you sitting here, I'm going, co-sign, I'm co-signing you, that. You going, you going accolade for accolade with 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 Allen Iverson, yo. Go back down to your level, man. You gotta see see Iggy about something before you get. You gotta see that AI before you see this AI. Yeah, like nah, you throw a rock at somebody ain't thinking about you, man. Like, yo, you better stop for AI <laughs> opening his mouth, dog, and tell you tell you who you really are. Like at the, at the end of the day, when the game of basketball is said and done, nobody's gonna remember Chauncey Billups, dog. Like nobody knows you, dog. <laughs> yo, nobody knows you. Your man up. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got it. No, because it's like you not yo. I don't even fucking Chauncey up like that. Yeah, we protect Bubba Chuck at all costs, dog. They're not going. They're not going to do. Yeah, yeah, You can talk about can't, you can't slander the spirit, man. You can't slander the spirit. I, 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 I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, man, you out of pocket for that, dog. Like, just stay in your place, man. Stay in your lane. I get that you want to be in there, but talk about what you did. You ain't got a dirty Mac like that. You had living Joe lyrics, like talking bad about other dudes. You suck. <laughs> you out here. You out here. Like you go to. You go to Tyler Perry flicks with your girl. Your girlfriends and you root for Medea. Come on, man. Get out of here. My man Chelsea Billups said, Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Suck ass nigga. No. Yo, anyway, um no. <laughs> Yo, let's Yo, let's talk about what happened while you were on the grind, man. That's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies, man. Shout out to Digital Extreme Tech for the support of the war room. Hit them up at digitalextremetech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three and go, Yeah. Listen, man. Mario has um, me. <laughs> yo, ass nigga. Yo, um, documentary time, man. So we're gonna talk about some some documentaries, man. That, that that's been on the street, man. One is Bill Russell, man. Bill Russell, Mahmoud. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's documentary time, though, man. Two so excellent I, I'll pieces of work, man. Yeah, go ahead, Two Dad. Excellent pieces of work. Uh, B, did you watch this Stan documentary with uh, Mahmoud? Because I know that's your I man too. Not. That's of our my spiritual man. leaders. That's yeah. my man. I probably just, know everything, though. I've that one, of course, is going to be the most nostalgic one you watch because we weren't around for the Bill Russell era. So, you know. Well, Bill Russell seeing to get those, overrated? No, nah, we weren't seeing, around. <laughs> seeing those old clips don't really hit the same because we were around for the Chris Jackson, Mahmoud uh, era. And, and I know y'all remember how deadly this cat was. And for a lot of people who didn't know this story, you know, I think a lot of people just thought just all of a sudden he was out of the league and you just forgot about him out of sight, out of mind. But, you know, there was a lot to this whole story. And he was Colin Kaepernick pretty much before Colin Kaepernick. And and he paid the ultimate price for it, man, even to the point where they burned down his crib. Like, it got that serious yeah. in America. And I really think a lot of people out here owe that man an apology. But you know, definitely we know do. where we live. They'll never and, give it to him. Yo, shout out to Mahmoud, man. That was an amazing doc, man. I, I do want to say one thing, though. Mahmoud, you were tripping, move, trying to build a house when you built your house, that dog. Yeah, because his wife did try to warn him. Like, come on, man, let's chill. Yeah, he told my dog, what you doing out here, dog? Like, <laughs> because yo, even before they doing? burned it down, Jim, they started, they vandalized it a little bit before that. And she was like, let's just yeah. chill. Why are you here, Mr. Basketball <laughs> playing, nigga? <laughs> Yo, but my thing is though, the great thing about why would, you you even back to, why would you even move back to that state? Like you weren't even He's a playing Muslim. there. Yeah, he was wilding, but um, you nigga, Muslim. Hey, yo, um, 
but what I'll say is both both were great pieces of art, man. The Bill Russell doc was dope too. You think um, that you can shoot a basketball, Mr. Muslim? <laughs> the one the one good thing about the Bill Russell doc, man, again, it, it gives you context because a lot of times we look at just statistics and we and we try to measure things by that, but it gives you context. And when you take the things into context, you actually get a better respect for Bill Russell. Like you understood that. Is winning at all costs. Like I don't even care about stats. Like you know, you can count stats. I'm gonna count chips. Um, you know, they take it too far at times, but I, but I, you know, that's what they've always said about him in every piece of literature there is. Yeah, I mean, so, that's you know, that was definitely the, what it was. Yeah. I mean, the winning culture around them was crazy. Uh, and as me and Jim, like, because I know we said a few things last week, but we weren't really talking about it. It's crazy how he was treated back then, because you know, when he first came you got the treatment from, from Boston. But then they run off like five straight championships and they act like they respect them. You know what I'm saying? They're cheering for them. They, you know, wrestle, blah, blah, blah. Lose one chip. Lose one chip and then, you know, he, worthless Negro. Back again. to being a monkey. Like, right. Like, yo, you can't move in our they neighborhood. Let, they, let him marry, they let him marry. You can entertain uh, us, but you can't move in our They let him marry one, though. He got what he wanted. No, Man. dog. That came after he was retired. Back then, he had a sister, a whole black family. Like he didn't, he didn't get into the milk until he was like, you know, in his in his fifties uh, so and so sixties. Like. So he pooped on, he pooped on the nuclear family, and uh, ran to them. Oh, okay. All right, I got it. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if you want to put it that way. Original wife was white. We probably wouldn't even be talking about this story. They probably would have killed him. They would have murdered him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we, this story he was just, he was secretly lusting after it anyway. Never mind. Let me stop. They would have murdered him if his original wife was white. The whole story behind either Wilt Chamberlain or Jerry West would be totally different because those were two dudes that he stopped from getting chips every year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Them, them dudes had to team up to get a chip. They had to brine up. Yeah. <laughs> to get a chip, yeah, they brought up to get a chip because he was he was like <laughs> giving them work, and 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 honestly, like his defensive prowess was crazy. But then when you hear the story about how initially they tried to tell him to stop doing that, like they was like, "Yo, you ruining the game" because he was too athletic. He was coming down just blocking everybody's shot. They was like, "Yo, you ruining basketball, yo. What you yeah, doing blocking shots about, like that?" They talking about real stop, basketball players shot. don't. They said real basketball players don't leave their feet. What? Huh? What? It's a new day. Yeah, that's what they told him. That's because they couldn't. And that's the, and that's the like thing, watching told... that and seeing those clips, Yo, Jim. White people weird. Because, you know, people now, you know, people in 2023 swear that athletes were invented in, like, 2015. Like, yeah, Wall had crazy hops. And he was so, fast as hell. Like, yo, some of his blocks were crazy. Couldn't score you know, crazy. Like, he couldn't score crazy. He was playing teams. against white guys and 5'5 five, five and plumbers and this and that. That don't have yo, any bearing on how high he was. Yo, it's all lies. <laughs> and outside of how high he jumped, dog, a dude ran like a deer, cuz. It's like, yo, he would take, like, three strides and be full court. Like, he was running suicides by taking three I mean, his strides. block shots were ridiculous. Like, like if, he, if, if anybody played like that now, we would be like, yo, boy, is wild and O.C., but it was it was different back then. Back then, that was you didn't see that, you know. And of course, over but, the years, yeah. athletes bigger, stronger, faster, and you can control your athleticism a little bit more. But I mean, but it looked wild. But he was under control because he used to throw joints to keep was, him in play. He was tossing the he, he was tossing full yeah. shot dog. Like he, he was he was out there wilding yeah. on defense dog. Like 
So you got to respect it, man. And and that's the thing about great basketball players, man. And, you know, this is what separates the, the great players from the, you know, the Chauncey Billups of the world. Like, when you can dominate a game, <laughs> Yo. right, when you can, when you can dominate a game <laughs> from multiple angles, like, there's certain players I've seen dominate games, like Magic Bird, Michael. I've seen them dominate games even without scoring. Like, you, you don't have to score to you dominate ain't seen, games. You ain't never seen Chauncey dominate no game. Not without scoring. Or just in general. Like, you know, I can't even just, 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 just in general. Yeah, fucking Chauncey, yo. I can ask Chauncey. He did it to himself, yo. He did it to himself. But, yo, so, I mean, but that's definitely a great doc, man. The Mahmoud doc, um was also amazing to hear his story, man, and to remember how special he was. And, you know, the comparison is, is a great comparison. He was Steph before Steph. Yeah, Yo, and it wasn't Steph a whole bunch Steph. of unnecessary <laughs> movements. It was like, bink, bink, and I'm getting this nah, day. No, because he, he had that fast, Yo, he was that tween. Efficient. But it wasn't a tween, tween. It was just a hard tween, and he just go and pull up on you. And it seemed and like his, he changed yeah, his speed and direction. He'll look one way and boom. Yo, Yo but like, at LSU, he put up much... 53 in a game as a, as a freshman, didn't he? As a freshman, yeah. he said he was out of shape. But it makes you realize how much they were giving him drugs for Tourette. And, of course, Shaq Yo, came hating on him. Shaq, they hating on a good guard. <laughs> well, Shaq hating on everybody, dog. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq on came in hating on him. <laughs> Yo, Shaq basically was like, Yo, if Shaq admitted to hating on him um, because he was that man on campus, but then Shaq hated him also on the jaw, like, you got to play the game, like, you can't. When he was talking about, you know, dudes standing up and saying that, you know, I'm standing for my morals. Sometimes you got to, like, you know, give them what they want. Yeah, and, you know, I ain't like that. He raccooned it a little bit on that scene. Talking about yeah, sometimes you got to play the game. Like, nah, he believe in what he believe in. Only, only hill I wish he didn't die on was that interview when they asked him about Bin Laden right after 9-11. Yo, he went too far. Yo, yo. And they yeah, told him, don't, don't down do that it, hill, yo. my he was, boy. Wild, yo. Yeah, he, he was wild a little bit. He was like, no, was I don't think he bit. did it. I'm like, yo, dog, you don't know Bin Laden, man. No, that's like, you can't answer that question. You don't know. But maybe he did. Maybe he knew Bin Laden. And that's why yo, we burned your house hey, down, you nigga Muslim. Hey, we know and that's we know why we burned your house. We think Matt might know Bin Laden, so maybe he did know him. Yo, at that point, at that point, he was angry already, but he was wild a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, like right. yo, you you went a little too far, dog. And he he did a lot of things that his wife kept trying to get him not to do. Like she didn't want him to do that interview. She didn't want them to build that yep. house where they tried to build that house. Like at yo, some point, to he was wives, getting man. a little too. Yo, listen to your wives, yo. Y'all marry him for a reason, man, because y'all trust yeah, their judgment, yeah. and then you then you don't listen to him. Yeah, a couple of things, but he he definitely shouldn't have died on that hill in that interview. Like. I'm like, yo, I don't know Ben Laden. I don't know his motives. I don't know. But I, he could at least went out like that and said, y'all can't just assume, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, didn't Ben Laden say, like, you know, then he go on like, yeah, fuck y'all, I did that shit. Like, yo, but ben, at that point, Ben Laden had a, ben Laden had a war against, like, the country. He, he claimed, like, uh, everything at that point. Like, it was a point right. back then. In like the late '90s, Bin Laden claimed every a car accident happened on right. the boulevard. He like, yo, I'm behind. Even it. even if he didn't do it though, I did it. So, but that's more yeah, reason yeah. He claimed everything, to, dog. He claimed everything. That's more reason for my mood to just leave that alone. Because dude might not have done it, but he gonna claim it anyway. So he gonna make yeah, you, he, he gonna Bradbury you pretty I mean, much. Everybody think it was such a bad call, and then Bradbury came out like, yeah, happened, man, I grabbed but, it. You know, that's people who Bin Laden was Bradbury. Jadakiss already solved that mystery, dog. JD Kiss solved the mystery of what happened that day, but that's either here nor there. Why he knocked down the top? Um, 
Yo, Dr. Jenny keeps making a conscious song and then in the middle of the song talk about how his dope had a uh, fiends on the floor. Like, <laughs> you had a whole conscious song and you had to somehow ruin song. it with one bar. Yo, no, him and you Styles P. You had to somehow ruin it with one bar. Him and Styles P, yo. I'm afraid of right, God. We got to get to these phone lines yeah. before we roll. Yeah, he couldn't, yo. He could not help himself. He had to get that bar off but yo. Um, so shout out to uh, Riri for the Super Bowl halftime show, man. Some people have way too much time on their hand, and they're saying that her show was way deeper than we thought. We missed all this in the, uh, the symbolism in her show. So uh, basically, basically they said she was she was surrounded by nut the whole show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if y'all didn't get it, they said she had on red, and they showed a picture of you know lady parts. They said she was the the the, the vagina. With the ovaries and all that, I guess her hands, the color of her hands, y'all got to see the photos. Her hands were like the ovaries. And all the dancers in white around her were like the sperm. So they said in the beginning of the show, they were just around her. And then in the middle of the show, they all made contact with her. So she was doing a show trying to show you guys, you know, this was her big way of announcing that she was pregnant. First of all, I'm like, even if this is the case, like Jim said, this person who, who who deciphered all this had way too much time on their hands. But it's also kind of like selfish on Rihanna's part. Like you did the whole Super Bowl show was about you being pregnant. But when you hey, live listen, in man, art culture though. like we do, Yo, that is a big thing, deal. Because people finding out that she was pregnant is like a big deal. Me, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like, you did a whole show to tell us you were pregnant. Thanks, man. It ain't mine. All right. Listen, man. And, and I, like I said, you do that Tyson at a Rihanna Johnny. concert that people pay to go see just Rihanna. But this is the Super Bowl. Like, hey, listen, man, that's art. You know how much subliminal art is out there, dog? But she barred us down if that was it, though. She got barred. I mean, listen, Beyonce gave us subliminal art, too, when she brought the whole Black Panther joint out. Like, Janet was right. like, forget all that. I was going to pull my titty out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, shout to, but, shout but to Rihanna listen, for being But Beyonce's art. Beyonce's art like had some kind of social meaning. Rihanna like I'm yeah. having a baby again. Like <laughs> yo, I think Rihanna was being surrounded by dism during the whole show. But yo, and um, the the talk that was going on in my house at the time of the halftime show, man, I'm lucky it was no Beehive members there because everybody was saying how Riri was greater than Beyonce. Not the performance, but just as an artist. Period. And Yo, the, the person that's, who that's, said it thought it was going to be yeah, controversial, but then everybody in the house started agreeing with him. I'm like, oh, my God, it ain't no beehive up in here. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they wildin', dog. But, yo, Rihanna can't even really <laughs> sing. Yo, Rihanna's the greatest overachiever in music. Like, Rihanna really yeah. can't dance. She can't sing. And they didn't, say, they didn't even just, say that she could sing. They just said her, they just think her music better. I'm like. No, nah, that's. that's I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have no People don't think Beyonce can sing. Like real, like real. Why? No, she can't. Kelly Beyonce, better than all of them. Beyonce really Kelly can't. Kelly better than all of y'all. Beyonce has moments where you're like, okay, okay. She's been to a vocal No, coach. see, Beyonce can hold a note way more than Rihanna, though. Rihanna can't, like, Rihanna, Rihanna literally talks, can't sing. Like, though. her song be sounding like she talks. <laughs> like, she, Ella, can't, she really Ella. can't sing, yo. But I'm, I'm not yo, even up either one of their, cata- their Beyonce, uh, catalogs to make a... Uh, Distinction. Listen, man, I love R&B oh, music, shit. and what I'll tell you is this, yo, Beyonce made Halo, and that, like, is just better than Rihanna's <laughs> life and her new war. <laughs> so with that being said, though, let's move on. Um, uh, Real quick, though, <laughs> not getting back to Halo. And her newborn. Fuck him up. Yo, ASAP and Kevin. Getting through. back to the Super Bowl talk, yo. Speaking of all the ASAP, yo, when you see them together, they look like two lesbians. 
Yeah. Yo, but All he right. on maggot. They I'm on the move on, cover, and he's behind her holding the baby, kissing the baby. Like he looked like a house husband, like on the cover <laughs> of Vogue. Oh, my man snipped, yeah, my man, man snipped she, his man part. Yeah, I can keep me, Listen, though. Listen, though, but that post, post, that's actually true, though. How many black men you ever know have knocked up a billionaire twice? Twice. This is black history. He's forever black history. History. Black history. That's, 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 a, that's the first forever. black man to knock Yo, up a quick, billionaire though. twice. Yo, um, so Jalen um, Hurts has a mural, right? And Eagles fans are going to that mural and filling it with thank you notes. Um, you know, thank you for a season. We love you. We trust you. Oh, all that kind God. of stuff. Yo, idolatry two is things. out of control. Two yo. things. Two things. Thank you for what? We lost. You know. Second thing. Why does Jalen Hurts have a mural? Thing. Murals and statues are getting out of control. I mean, Matisse Thibault had a mural. Yo, I was about to tell you. I was about to say, like, like Matisse Thibault has a mural. Like, like, like so what Jalen Hurts, they, like, you know. Like, I would go home well, and... It was kind of a pride thing to see that Dr. J had a mural. Even Will Smith, and even to a lesser extent, Kevin Hart. Like, you left Philly and became big like that. Yo, this boy's been the full-time starting quarterback for like a season, two seasons. Well, and really, we lost. The, the same like, thing, the thing about mural the murals, dog, is it's the artist. It's the artist giving a like, giving a you know platform. That's all it is. They trying to stop you from doing graffiti, so they're like, "Yo, just paint a mural." Yo, I, I tell you one thing. When I was good in thing about murals you know, is once people roll, they can be, you know, painted over, erased. Yo, when I was in Australia, this back when Ben Simmons was good, he had just won like the Rookie of the Year. Like, yo, he had a mural on almost every corner, dog. He was like he was every god over there. They probably and I wonder if they took him all down. Yeah, because he's about did. to be out the league in the next year, so he's gonna be gone. So. <laughs> He, I was uh, about to say, I'm about to say he might be in Turkey, but I don't think he's going to even try to play ball after he out the league. Yeah, yo, we he's hope. done, dog. He, yo, he, yo, my man can't get minutes on the, on the net. Like, he don't even get minutes. He averaged like one and one. <laughs> that's a shame. Yo, that's the documentary I'm waiting for. Like, what happened in his head? Like, because someone uh, this past week, uh, a clip went viral. Someone went and, like, you know, dug up his first couple seasons in the league and, like, put together, like, a highlight reel of a young Ben Simmons. And you watch that, and you're like, huh? Like, this ball was anyway. on his way. Yeah, that's, that's, now that's a story that's got to be told. Um, anyway, man, um, also a fan came out who has literally been to every Super Bowl. Problem is, he's a Detroit Lions fan, so even though he's been to every single Super Bowl that's ever existed, all he's quite hasn't been in any one of them. <laughs> He's been to all 57. He's a black dude, too. His name is Gregory Eaton. He's one of three known fans who've been to every Super Bowl. He don't get no yam. They say he's never hosted a Super Bowl party, but he does own a soul food diner, and and <laughs> and, and he's never seen his favorite. That's that's crazy. Like, they said his first Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl one, he paid $12 to get into. I uh, know that's, you know, the inflation is crazy now, but... How, how like what is, what are the odds of that? You've been to every single Super Bowl and you've never seen your own team play. That is shameful, man. The Detroit Lions should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves because yeah, you know he's gonna die, and the right at the year after he died, the Lions gonna make the Super Bowl, and they better win and dedicate it to this man because he's been trying to see y'all for yeah. fifty-seven years. Cowards! That's All right, man. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo, um, yo, the jury ain't been the same ever since the Sunnery Brothers left. Yo, but um, yeah, y'all know. You know, I got, I got a uh, cutout. So I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all know what happened this week, this date in sports history, and then y'all can talk to Tobias for a little while. Um, this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Make sure you pick up a copy of that. SportsTheBook.com, WarroomSports.com, written by Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, February 16, 1999, O.J. Simpson's 1968 Heisman Trophy is sold for $230,000 to help settle a $33 million civil judgment against O.J. for the deaths of his ex-wife and her friend. So, uh, big salute. I'm not black, I'm O.J. (laughs) I'm not black, I'm O.J. All right, so we're going to go to the phone lines now. We got the homie Tobias waiting on the line, still out in the Whoa, Super Bowl site. Time. He can let us know how the city was for the past week and how it was before and after the game. What up, Tobias? What's going on? Man, hold on one second. I'm out, though. <laughs> All I got to say is that Bill Russell and Kareem would have ate last week. <laughs> A lot of y'all don't get that. Hey, that's all I got to say is that, boy, he talking about as soon as that loving and loving versus Virginia came down, Bills, I'm getting divorced, I'm getting married. <laughs> Yo, no killing. Yo, that's all I got to say, man. But um, but no, that was a good documentary, and it shows like these guys back then were actually very athletic, and uh, it showed a great play. I always said a great player could play in any era, and um, but. You guys are right. It just shows like these guys got crazy athletic. And those guys are kind of fat, like Sam Jones. Those guys, they get their shot off and everything. But it was cool. But the thing I took from it was Ray Alback got Phil Russell for some ice capade tickets. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you you want to fight, yo. I'm like, how in the world could – I'm like, how in the world did you get this guy for ice capade tickets? <laughs> you know, as Jimmy said. Yeah, that that was crazy. I mean, but listen, that's how deals were made back then. That's how Red Albert yeah. was able to make them crazy deals. People were trading, you know, players for tickets and and cattle and money and, you know. Yeah. And, and, it shows, yeah, was- and it shows us that, you know, man, it's, it's you know, it's just – I like the fact to show a lot of history as well, but one thing you guys talk about the dunk contest, right? Don't know who the heck these people are. Matt McClung could barely grab the rim when he dunked. But uh, but also the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I just think that the Chiefs just schemed the heck out of them, to be honest with you. And, um, yeah. And I just, yeah, and that's and that's all you can really say about that because Jalen Hurts played a game of his life, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's and that's all that you could do. And, uh, sometimes all you can do is say, "Hey, I played a good game," and I and I and, you, and the better and the better guy won because the Eagles were the better team. The better guy won the game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the yeah, better coach won. Best effort. Gave it his best effort. Yeah. Get offense gave it their best effort, with the exception of Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. He was probably wasn't expecting to get the ball anyway, so or he didn't get his pregame routine down. <laughs> he yo, he need to get his yo. Ever since he let that girl go, and she used to give him like yeah. you know pregame, you know what I mean, he used to be balling. Then he let her go, and it ain't been the same. And people talk about, well, if you give Jalen Hurts all this money, they won't sign this. And I'm like, look here, 
figure it out. That'll be my thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. They got they listen. They got no choice, yo. They got no choice. Yeah. And that's the thing. They got no choice. But you got it. But you know, you got to pay them. But it's funny though, because I put this down. Another quarterback, because they're gonna be a Derek Carr sweepstakes, right? And I saw this dude had the third highest interception rate. And also the worst red zone completion, and I'm like he's gonna get 35 million, but he's he's a benefit of good PR with everybody's fault from Al Davis to the green monkey that started HIV. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I so I don't know. If I completely agree. It's somewhat, it's somewhat people do get blamed, but the fact that he's being let go shows that they giving him some of that blame too. Because you ain't you ain't good enough for us to even work on work try to you know hold on to you. You ain't that valuable. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. So you know, it is. and he's not old. But see, it just shows that teams are desperate, and they are going to say, "Well, we can get this guy, and uh, and we'll be one away." And I'm like, "No, you're not," because he's it is no knock on him. It's just that people just take average quarterbacks. Think, well, we get this average guy, we're going to be great. I said, like, "No, you're not." If they were, the Raiders would have kept him, and the Raiders had weapons. That's what people forget. Yeah. Football, football guys, is all about. See, the thing about football, which makes it interesting too, is it's about situation. Yeah, I had to close this out. It's about having. Up. It's about having the right quarterback with the right coach yeah, at the right time. Yeah, because it is a team yeah. game, right? And, but, but what happens is, quarterback get all the credit, but if the media likes you, they'll get none of the blame. Because you got to remember, Josh. The media doesn't like Josh McDaniels, so they're gonna blame him every little thing. But uh, and I just think that uh, you know, sometimes. But it's like okay, nobody was gonna trade for him because they want to take on the forty million. But at the same time, it's like I always say, have if you're a quarterback, talk to every member of the media, be nice to them, have them like you, because they'll make excuses for you, keep you a job, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. and, but it's also a lesson some of these other quarterbacks. You better ball out at your first stop, but sometimes then you fall because the first stop is trash, <laughs> you know. And now you yeah. and now you yeah. are, so, and everybody's saying you think. And it's 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 just about quarterbacks, it's about where you go. And it's like if you're a quarterback, do you really want to be number one overall? <laughs> you know, well, probably not. I mean, that's why I said every the football is all about like yo. It's a lot of circumstance, right? What happens to Patrick yep. Mahomes if he doesn't go play for Andy Reid? Yep. Because I've always said that probably, because he's probably Colin, he's probably Colin Murray. Colin Murray is Patrick Mahomes without Andy Reid. Yep. And, um, anyway, because that's that's the thing. But hey, you guys have a good one, man. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, man. Have a good one, man. No Call doubt. All right. Thanks. Yeah, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody uh, who tuned in this week. We appreciate you. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, so let's just keep it very brief. I'll say this: everything that we can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com, including my book, Sports the Book. You can get it at warroomsports.com, but until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top.
sensitive, then oh well. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip-hop dollars, tip-stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a G-flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us War Room Sports War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.